booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Lock them up if they're violent. An FDNY lieutenant randomly murdered will be promoted during her funeral services today. New York City's mayor defends his decision to relocate a relief center for migrants over to Randall's Island. President Biden heads to hurricane-ravaged Florida today as Floridians await restoration of power and the death toll climbs. Elon Musk's on-again, off-again deal to buy Twitter is on again, sending shares up 22 percent in trading Tuesday. Russian troops flee the recapture of Lyman so rapidly they leave behind bodies of comrades as the U.S. pledges another $625 million to Ukraine's war effort. The FDNY will posthumously promote EMS Lieutenant Allison Russo Elling to captain during her funeral services today. That according to the FDNY. Russo Elling was on duty and while at the corner of 41st Street and 20th Avenue in a story on September 29th, she was randomly, fatally stabbed. 34-year-old Peter Zispoulos is charged with murder and criminal possession of a weapon. Back in 2018, Zispoulos was diagnosed with schizophrenia after being taken to the hospital for being emotionally disturbed after he allegedly made anti-Asian threats on Facebook. 77 WABC host Judge Janine Pira was on Fox News' The Five. Until we win in November, change cashless bail, and deal with the mentally ill, because these two guys are homeless, they're mentally ill, and they're violent. I don't care if they're mentally ill. Lock them up if they're violent. Zipoulos has been held at Bellevue. Doctors have not yet medically cleared him for arraignment. Her funeral, however, will be held at the Tillis Center for Performing Arts in Brookville, beginning at 11 a.m. today. New York City's Mayor Eric Adams yesterday defended the city's plan to move a tent camp intended to house asylum seekers from Orchard Beach in the Bronx over to Randall's Island. The mayor called it a cost-effective decision made due to weather-related concerns to house the city's first humanitarian emergency response and relief center. Here's Adams at a news conference yesterday afternoon. We could have mitigated the pool in the water, but the commissioner made the decision. He called me and said, Eric, it's better if we use Randall Island. It's a higher a peak. The uh, parking lot is better used for it. And so we, we pivot and shift. Adams said he could not yet say how much the move would cost. And meanwhile, the New York Post is reporting New York's Governor Hochul has activated the National Guard to assist with the asylum seekers at Randall's Island. President Biden heads to hurricane-ravaged Florida today. It's to survey damage in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, which hit Florida as a Category 4 hurricane last week. Approximately 400,000 homes and businesses remain without electricity. Here's U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. He was on Fox News. It's very clear that this is going to be a long, long road to recovery, whether we're talking about individuals uh, restoring access to their homes or whether we're talking about some of the massive infrastructure work that's going to have to be done. Ian's remnants could still cause coastal flooding from Long Island, New York, of course, south to North Carolina's Outer Banks. Officials have confirmed that at least 108 people died due to the hurricane, 104 in Florida, another four in North Carolina. And authorities say that death toll could rise as crews continue to search and rescue in the hardest hit areas. 
Elon Musk is buying Twitter after all for the originally agreed-to price of $44 billion. Musk, in a letter to Twitter, notified the social media giant that the buy was disclosed in a filing Tuesday with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. By doing so, Musk avoids a trial slated to begin in two weeks in Delaware as he attempted to back out of the deal. Here's White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. So um, I, I'm, we have been very clear on not commenting uh, and on any specifics uh, potential transaction from here. So I'll leave it on that. I'll leave it to that. In response, Twitter said it intends to close the transaction at $54.20 per share after receiving the letter from Musk. Twitter shares soared 22 percent Tuesday on the news, closing at $52 a share. Twitter, though, hasn't yet dropped its lawsuit against the billionaire Tesla CEO believed a move to hold Musk's feet to the fire. Russian troops abandoned a key Ukrainian city, Lyman, so rapidly they left the bodies of their comrades behind on the streets. The scene offered more evidence yesterday of Moscow's latest military defeat as it struggles to hang on to four regions of Ukraine that it illegally annexed last week. Russia's upper house of parliament rubber-stamped the annexations Tuesday. One Ukrainian soldier, Sasha, spoke to ABC News. They have professionals, but the people is not motivated. They don't know what they're fighting for. So, and this is what makes them weak. The U.S. has announced it will provide an additional $625 million in military aid to Ukraine. President Trump's legal team Tuesday asked the Supreme Court to intervene in its legal battle to have a third-party review, though. Thousands of pages of government records Trump stored at his Mar-a-Lago state down in Florida. This filing from the Trump team asked the high court to lift a stay that was granted by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit that allowed the U.S. Justice Department to review more than 100 classified records taken from Mar-a-Lago during its August search. So Trump's lawyers and court papers argued that the federal appeals court erred by allowing the Justice Department to appeal a move that was procedural in nature. Here's former Trump campaign advisor David Urban on CNN. The district court judge, even if even if it, Trump wins, if she gets access to these documents, she may not rule in his favor. She may not like what she sees. It may be all classified documents she sees and be very upset about it. So it may not go in his it may, even if it goes his way at the court here, it may not go his way ultimately. The filing contains similar elements from many of its earlier legal briefs of floating that the documents in question may have been declassified by Trump and that the government was overreaching in its effort to seek their return. President Joe Biden told the Reverend Al Sharpton that he will seek a second term. The comment during a private conversation at the White House last month, Sharpton informed his National Action Network staff in Washington later that day of the conversation. Well, Biden allies have said he will seek re-election. He has shied away from declaring it unequivocally, at least in part to avoid triggering campaign finance reporting laws. Democratic congressional candidate Max Rose on Fox 5. It's plain and simple, and I've said this before, I'll say this again. Uh, I do not think that Donald Trump should run in 2024. I do not think that Joe Biden should run in 2024. I'm sick and tired of that generation being in power. We've got to move on. We have to turn the page, not just on this politics of ineffectiveness, but also this politics of division and vitriol. It's time to move on as a nation. In 2020, black voters were the key to Biden's comeback in the Democratic primaries, helping him win the pivotal South Carolina contest after he failed to take first place in the first three races in Iowa, New Hampshire and Nevada. And three days later, Biden's overwhelming support among black voters propelled him to an insurmountable delegate lead on Super Tuesday. 
The Biden administration is offering the opportunity to use Medicaid to help cover costs for people who cross state borders for abortions. In the two months since President Biden signed an executive order encouraging states to use Medicaid to expand abortion access, so far no state has applied to do so. Here's Biden back in May. If we're going to have to vote on whether you will have Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and what amounts you'll have in each of those programs. You know what they're likely to do? Use them as hostages every five years to get their way on other things. Think about it. Politico contacted 24 state Medicaid agencies where abortion is legal and its status is not in jeopardy. And health officials in 10 of those states said they are reviewing the federal government's proposal and haven't yet decided whether or not to apply. Massachusetts and Minnesota are waiting on additional federal guidance. North Carolina is not pursuing the policy and 11 states did not respond to requests for comment. Months before allegations surfaced that Herschel Walker paid for a girlfriend's abortion, top Republicans in the state warned him that the story could torpedo his campaign. Walker is the Republican nominee in the 2022 U.S. Senate election in Georgia. In a bombshell story by the Daily Beast stated that Walker, a former NFL star, paid for a girlfriend's abortion in 2009. Politico, which has not confirmed the report, says Walker claims the story is a flat-out lie. Republican leadership, including former President Donald Trump, who boosted Walker with an endorsement, have reaffirmed their support. Here's Florida Senator Rick Scott. He was on Fox Business. We have great candidates. Herschel's going to win, and they're starting to see it. Herschel's going to win, so they're going to throw everything under the sun at him. Uh, I talked to Herschel today. Herschel is a great candidate. He's focused on the right issues. The you know, Democrat Warnock has to defend all of his bad votes in the Biden agenda. That's that's going to hurt Democrats all across the country. As corroboration, the woman allegedly provided a receipt of the abortion, a deposited check from Walker for seven hundred dollars that paid for the procedure and even a signed get well soon card bearing what appeared to be Walker's signature. Washington, D.C.'s City Council Tuesday voted to advance a bill that would allow non-citizen residents to vote in their local elections. Now, this bill would allow all non-citizen residents in the city who otherwise meet voting requirements to vote in local elections, including things like the mayoral, school board, and attorney general races, regardless of visa or documentation status. The council members voted 12 to 1 in favor of the bill on the first reading, greenlighting the bill to go ahead for a final vote before it's sent to Mayor Muriel Bowser. Now, this bill is a reminder of a similar bill in New York City that was put on hold. Staten Island Borough President Vito Fisella spoke on 77 WABC's Cats at Night back in June. We had to stand up for the good people of Staten Island, New York City, New York State, and say that it's very clear. The New York State Constitution says you have to be a citizen to vote. And they didn't like it, so they passed a local law that really violated not only the state constitution, but also uh, state election law as well as something called the municipal home rule law. The bill comes as D.C. grapples with an influx of migrants transported into the city as Republican governors in three southern border states protest the Biden administration's immigration policies. 77 WABC News Time 515. Justin Ellick out, but in for Justin today is Phil Dixon with a look at sports. Some Thanks. big news, Yankees oh fans. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Great news for Yankees fans. I mean, what more to say other than he finally did it? Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62. 
to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Spectacular. Yeah, of course it's spectacular. That call courtesy of the Yes Network. In the second game of a doubleheader in the Lone Star State yesterday, Aaron Judge finally slammed one deep to break the record for most home runs by an American League player in a single season. He plateaued for five game at Maris's record of 61, which was set in 61, but ironically, after 61 years, in the 161st game of the season, the record is a thing of the past. Honorably, the Rangers manager Tony Beasley said his ball club would not intentionally walk Judge in the series, and they stuck to their words, but if you pitch at the home run king, you best not miss. As for the games, the Yankees won the first 5-4 in the second, where Judge went deep. They lost 2-3. No one's going to remember the final score of that game another 61 years from now, but they will remember the homer that made history. The Bombers now change their sights from the number 62 to 28 as they plan to push their lead for the most World Series in the majors as their division title is already clinched. As for the Mets, they have a doubleheader themselves yesterday over in Queens, hosting the lonely, lowly Washington Nationals. They both won with they won both with a final score of four two in the former and eight zip in the latter, but that means nothing anymore. The Atlanta Braves snuck in a two one win over the Miami Marlins, which means that eleven game lead the Mets won held once held in the NL East is officially over. The New York Metropolitans won their hundredth game last night of the season, the hundredth game, marking just the fourth time they ever hit triple digit dubs in franchise history but will still be delegated to the wild card. For more sports content, be sure to follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. With your early news sports update, I am Phil Dixon. And Phil, the fan, the Dallas fan that caught number 62, he's already been offered $2 bucks. Oh, and he's going to get a Chris, whole... He's, he's the vice president of Fisher Investments, and he yeah. says he doesn't know what he's going to do with the ball. Chris Yamas, and then that other fan who tried to catch it and <laughs> fell from the stands... He's okay, but he got ejected. Oh, well, that's good for him. I mean, uh, the the guy's going to be getting a whole lot of money who got that ball. That's uh, He's going to be selling it pretty soon, I feel. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens with that. All right, Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. A great beginning to the fourth quarter on Wall Street. NVIDIA exits Russia. Micron's $100 billion chip factory. Those stories next. Inflation's at a 40-year high. Interest rates are through the roof, and your retirement accounts are especially vulnerable. That's why the precious metal dealers at American Hartford Gold will show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by adding physical gold and silver to your portfolio. Get started with just a quick text to Lou, L-O-U, at 998899, and American Hartford Gold will have physical gold and silver delivered right to your front door or deposited to your IRA or 401K. It's that easy. And for a limited time, when you text L-O-U to 998899, American Hartford Gold will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Text Lou now to 998-899. That's L-O-U to 998-899. And see what American Hartford Gold can do for you. Once again, text Lou to 998-899 now. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Stock streaking to begin October trading. The Dow Jones Industrials back above 30,000 after two positive sessions. The S&P 500 coming off its best two-day gain in two years. NVIDIA is ending its operations in Russia, closing its offices and relocating employees. NVIDIA says it can no longer operate in Russia effectively. Micron Technology building a $100 billion semiconductor factory in New York, the largest microchip
flagship facility in the U.S. Micron's investment is on the heels of the government's $52 billion chips bill designed to boost domestic semiconductor production. Meta Platforms announcing more cost-cutting, the company condensing its offices and selling some of its corporate properties. Meta says it's adjusting to the hybrid workforce. Apple suppliers staying close to the iPhone maker. 30 of the 48 manufacturing sites in the United States were near Apple's California headquarters. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WAVC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Futures in the red this morning. The Dow at 30,128, down 237 points or 0.78%. The S&P's dropped 29.5. The Nasdaq down 92. Gold down $7.60 an ounce. Crude oil down 51 cents a barrel at $86.01. Uh-huh. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, the National Guard in New York standing by, ready to assist migrants bus to New York City. Here is 77 WABC's Bob Brown. New York Governor Kathy Hochul is ready to send in the National Guard to help run a tent city for migrants, which has been shifted from Orchard Beach to Randall's Island. The New York Post reporting a unit of 100 reservists has been mobilized for deployment, and the soldiers are ready to assist Mayor Adams. A spokesperson for the governor says the National Guard will provide logistical and operational support to the city's relief center once it is ready to open. A source close to the Guard says the reservists recruited for the assignment were selected in part because of their ability to speak. Spanish. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early Morning News. Fentanyl packaged like candy and placed into Lego boxes has become what federal DEA agents Tuesday called every parent's worst nightmare. The DEA and law enforcement partners announced the first significant seizure of so-called rainbow fentanyl. It happened September 28th when agents and officers stopped a vehicle on the Manhattan side of the Lincoln Tunnel that contained 15,000 multicolored pills. The pills were imprinted with 30M to resemble 30 milligram oxycodone hydrochloride pills that are usually prescribed to treat severe pain. Frank Tarantino of the DEA. This is deliberate. This is calculated. This is treacherous deception to market rainbow fentanyl like candy. Rainbow fentanyl began showing up on the streets on the West Coast back in February and has gradually made its way across the country. The multicolored pills are similar looking to party drugs and are meant to be more appealing. So Mexican cartels responsible for trafficking them can cultivate a new market among younger people. Tarantino called it newly packaged poison. Two people were shot in Harlem Tuesday morning, including a retired NYPD detective who was not the intended target in what police say was a gang-related hit. The shots were fired on Lenox Avenue just north of 125th Street about 7 in the morning. Police say it appears that the 21-year-old who was the intended target, not the 60-year-old retired officer. Both victims were taken to Harlem Hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Street Corner Resources' Aishia Siku told ABC7 that incidents like this are becoming more common. The sad thing is, is we've been responding to shootings almost on a daily basis. It's like saying I don't care about my community. You know, I don't care that there's a two-year-old uh, and a baby in a carriage with a mother who's trying to navigate to the daycare and, uh, and then get to work. Police say the retired officer was simply in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was carrying bags as he walked right into the gunfire. So far, no arrests in this case, and an investigation is continuing. 
Well, what you're hearing there, a group of women robbery suspects who wear full neon green leotards. They're named the Green Goblin Gang in action there. And a furious mother of one of the gang's victims says the gang acted like complete animals, randomly attacking her daughter on her birthday. Newly released video captured the Green Goblin Gang punching and shoving two 19-year-old women at a Times Square subway station having about 2 a.m. Sunday. The victims were robbed of a cell phone and a handbag, according to police. So the scene's mother is outraged and other riders, she said, stood by watching and recording the attack, doing nothing to help. The mom suggested that the state's lax bail reform laws, which have been blasted for creating a revolving door-like justice system, jeopardizes law-abiding citizens' safety. And she said she had a message for New York Governor Kathy Hochul and state lawmakers accusing them of making these ridiculous laws and letting savages walk the streets with nothing but a slap on the wrist. Well, there are new safety recommendations out for stretch limousines. It follows a horrific 2018 crash in upstate New York that killed 20 people. A New York task force has recommended that stretch limos be equipped with side impact protection devices and also taken off the road if they are more than 10 years old, among other recommendations. Charles Gandafolo of the Long Island Limousine Association spoke to NBC New York and said the industry is struggling. You could go out to the wineries right now and you could see many unlicensed vehicles between vans and these stretch limousines you know, with uh, regular passenger plates. How they're operating, I have no idea. The report was submitted Friday to the state's governor and legislature and Governor Kathy Hochul's administration says they intend to take swift action to implement the recommendations, according to her spokesperson, Will Burns. Brake problems were found to be the cause of that fatal limo crash in Schoharie, New York, back on October 6, 2018. A Ford Excursion SUV, which had been turned into a stretch limo, the driver and 17 passengers were killed, along with two pedestrians. The hit streaming show, The Crown, now looking for somebody to portray Prince Harry. Jacqueline Carl has a story. Buckingham Palace is issuing this statement. It is with regret the Prince and Princess of Wales separate. The Crown looking for someone to play Prince Harry. The hit Netflix show about the British royal families put out a casting call for someone to portray Queen Elizabeth's grandson as a teen. No previous acting experience is necessary, just a strong physical resemblance. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. This is becoming all-out war. If you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.